we're not going to start with that. Instead, we're going to start with a conversation with uh, several of our friends. So uh, we have invited on uh, to talk about uh, their perspectives on the Black Lives Matter movement, being black in the FGC and in esports, uh, and anything else that they sort of like to say. Uh, we've invited on um, Amanda Stevens, Cuddlecore, Hell Pockets, and Calm Warrior, uh, David, uh, to give their perspectives. Uh, they are they have different backgrounds, right? They're from different places. Uh, I feel like they're they're all people who I know or, or and and think um, can you know have that have good perspectives on this. Who who uh, I really want to hear from on this. I've heard some of them talk about it before. Uh, but I think it's important to give uh, you know all the opportunities that we can to hear directly from people about how you know being black in FGC and in the larger world has impacted them. Uh, I think this is a is an opportunity to do it. Yep. So uh, should I just bring on our first guest right away then? You got it. All right. So for first guest here, of course, is uh, Amanda Stevens. How you doing, Amanda? Uh, do Do you even go by Sage Gnosis anymore? <laughs> No, uh, you know, <laughs> I haven't been Sage Gnosis, uh, content-wise in, geez, like three, four years. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cause... So it's just, I mean, it's, it's confusing, right? Because, like, my Twitch is Sage Gnosis, my YouTube Sage Gnosis, but I don't... You guys don't even use it anymore. When, yeah. I, when I was... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, makes, it also makes it easier for people to find me. Uh, Americans notoriously don't know how to spell Gnosis. Uh, so that was like hope hurting my reach, but you know, right. that's not okay, what I'm okay. here for tonight, maybe. <laughs> Cause I went to go look up your Twitter and you know, to oh, type it in here. Yeah, I have it down there now, but you know, when I first did try to look you up, I tried to look up Sage Gnosis and I was like, whoops, <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. there anymore. <laughs> so no, that is not why you're here. Um, no, the, the point of this is. I think not so much to be an interview as to give you a chance to say whatever your piece is, whatever you'd like to say about uh, life in the FGC as a black person, uh, as a trans person, uh, life in the larger world as either of those. You got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, uh, one of the things I definitely want to bring up, uh, I've said it a few times, you know, a lot of people have been asking me to talk about Black Lives Matter, especially when it comes to esports lately. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to rose tint glass the FGC. You know, we, we talk about diversity and how diverse we are, which comparatively to a lot of the other scenes I work in, we are. Like, you know, here's your gold participation star. You are above a very low bar. It's not mm -hmm. a high jump. It's just a step up. Uh, but, you know, I remember when I first really got involved in, like, the FGC as a broad sense, you know, started going to events back in, like, 2016, you know, we're definitely a lot better than 2016. Like, we were talking about this before the show even started. Just, like, the things you would hear on commentary, like, people just don't say anymore. Stuff that people would say to me as a trans person at my first Evo didn't happen last year, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay. there's just, there's just, I'm not saying, like, we're better or, like, we're good, but I think we should definitely give ourselves a little bit more credit than we tend to. Right? I think like when we talk about things like this, it's like an all or nothing, right? It's either the the scene is failing us completely or it's, you know, no, it's great, we're doing fine. And I think that that's not really a fair shake for the FGC. Um, but, you know, 
I, I do want to say that I'm really impressed with y'all. Some of you may have heard I did Transitional Combat, which was a Street Fighter V charity tournament for, for trans charity. And I'll be real with y'all. I thought we were not even going to raise $1,000. So the fact that some of you in this chat came out to my event, either competed or, or watched it or donated and got us to $10,200, like, that's the type of shit where I can say, like, look, the FTC might suck 30% of the time, but at least at the other 70% <laughs> of the time, we can, like, do good things, right? Like, we can be a vehicle to be better. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, by the way, on that $10,000. That's so awesome, and I'm really proud of, you know, the scene for, for, for pulling that together. Yeah, and of you for doing that, too. I was listening to the uh, podcast you did with uh, Super Joe Monday. Um, I was a little spicy on that. No, it was it was cool. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> I just I just mean, it, you, you're talking about what it took to get it started, and it didn't sound like it was easy, so nice work. No, um, it, it wasn't easy, but I think... Like it's, a, I think the best the best thing about it is that like we we talk a lot about like how people need to be better or do better, but one of the things that I think is never really helpful is just saying that. Either have a game plan, like how are you actionably going to make things better, or do something that promotes things being better. So in my case, it was doing transitional combat. You know, uh, person who sent me the the dope Puma gear. You know, he looked at the privilege he has, and he's doing mentorship, right? Like, he, uh, oh, cool. not not Matt Shaw on Twitter tweeted out that, like, he's going to open up his Twitter DMs to mentor people who want to get into the esports industry, right? So, like, there's there's different things we can be doing um, to make this space better if we want it to be, right? I think we spend too much energy just accepting that things are bad and wishing it could be better and not doing enough to promote that. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we you, you've mentioned about the FGC and like we're not perfect, but we're kind of better than, you know, we're kind of a little bit better. But I mean, you also have a different perspective because you've actually worked with a lot of the different esports, you know, groups and games and such, you know. I mean, how does the FGC stand in comparison to some of the other esports out there? I mean, I think the FGC can be a little bit more insidious. Mm -hmm. than other scenes so like when i've done stuff in league of legends i've had people behind closed doors tell me to either present mail or not bring up that i'm trans when working with teams uh huh and so while that's not great it's uh definitely just like part of the territory as being like a non-female passing trans person but on the other hand I definitely know from roundabout means that there are people in the FTC who don't work with me because I'm trans, right? Mm. So, like, at least at least in, in other parts of esports, people have just out and out said shit to me. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Like, I, ha I, I there, was, there was, at a point, a League of Legends coach who turned me down to work with them. Like, I was doing, it was, like, at the peak of me doing League of Legends content. Uh, and then a few years later, he, like, DM'd me because he was feeling guilty about some shit and was like, the reason I didn't do the interview is because you're trans. Ugh. So, like, you know, I, I think that's partially because, like, the FGC isn't, like, a business in the same sense that the rest of the esports are. Right. So, okay, like, okay. In, in it, when, it's, when it comes to things like that, it's more personal biases and not, like, optic problems, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it is what it is. But I'm not going to pretend, like, the FGC is, like, great has been great to me. Like, I've talked about it a lot over the years about, like, the shit I get in my comments. 
you know, somebody, I, I remember a couple years ago when I was launching the neutral, I made a Reddit thread being like, hey, how do I, what do you guys want out of an FGC talk show? And instead of people talking about my show, one dude tried to, like, clown me for being fat, black, and trans. And it's like, I mean, I already know I'm fat, and, like, I already tell people I'm trans. So, like, what are we trying to accomplish here? Like, I can see a mirror. I can step on a scale. I know about my weight. Right. I mean, so it's... No, I was just... I mean, that would have happened to me in, like, a lot of scenes, right? Like, nerds aren't particularly great to to trans and queer folks. And, like, that's just a thing that will eventually get better as more and more of us just stop putting up with it and start actually being vocal and visible. But, like, I'm not going to pretend like y'all have been the nicest people to me. Not you two, right? <laughs> I love working. I've interviewed David at least twice, and I've interviewed James, like, four times. Like, I love working with you both. But, like, speaking broadly, the FTC hasn't always been as welcoming to me as the energy that I put out. Right. So... Yeah, I can't even remember when it was the first time I met you. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Evo 2016, because you were doing work with ESPN. It was the first time I interviewed you because I asked you if you thought that if the FGC needed something like a community board. Right, okay. Like a ruling party to promote things into the FGC. And at the time, you said, no, I don't think we need that yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we're grassroots right. and uh, we, we manage our scenes pretty well. I don't know if your opinion on that uh, <laughs> is the same these days. I'm going to take a guess that maybe you might be on board for a community board these days. Yeah, things are a little different these days. I mean, well, what, what about you? What's your perspective on that? Yeah, Amanda. Um, so, you know, I've actually been talking to Hado, so after what happened with LTG and Sarah Blast, where a lot of people said that, you know, these major TOs need to have more transparency, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, we just have a concrete role set, Rick had made a tweet saying that he was very interested in figuring out with the other TOs how to create sort of an across-the-board, uh, code of conduct, uh, type of panel similar to what like the smash community has right and i got into dms with him and you know things got a little crazy because covid started getting more and more Mm -hmm. intense than people expected it to be so that project has fallen by the wayside but it's i definitely think it's something we need do i think that we need to be like league of legends where like all of the publishers get together and they lay down the law no i think we can do what the smash community has we make a generalized code of conduct that doesn't clash with any of the major, any of the titles, own code of conduct, right? You know, Capcom Pro Tour, uh, Tekken World Tour, all of that stuff. And then we also decide, like, hey, if, like, this is what we expect out of these cosigns, right? You know, Combo Breaker, CEO, East Coast Throwdown, right? You know, and then we just put community members and TOs on that board, just like the Smash community does. And I'm not saying the Smash community is great, but at least when they lay down the law it feels consistent, right? And people can look and say, nope, this isn't some vendetta against LTG. This isn't some vendetta against Sarah. This isn't right. some vendetta against FChamp. They can literally be like, we got these bylaws. Like, y'all can read it. And like, here's the panel of people that made this decision, right? It's not, oh, well, East Coast Throwdown was the first person to say you're banned from our tournaments. And then maybe there was some like backroom conversation and like some group chat that they all came up and was like, oh, well, you say it first and like we'll follow suit because it does feel a little like sketch when it happens that way right mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. feels weird when it has to be like 
Rick's the first one to say, you're banned, never come to another combo breaker. And then all of a sudden, you know, Javeli's like, you're banned too. And then East Coast Slowdown's like, you're banned. And then Evo's like, you're banned. And you're like, well, why couldn't y'all just have like made an announcement? Why does it feel like you're just dunking on a person? Right? <laughs> right, okay. Right? It's it, it does get the same thing across, but it feels real weird that someone always has to be the first one because it gives that optic of like, oh no, well, Rick said it, so like, shit, do we have to say something? Because then it tells the community, <laughs> well, maybe that per- maybe that other TO felt pressured, right? Like, yeah. because mm-hmm. Combo Breaker said something, well, now I have to say something. And I think that when you're in that type of space, it doesn't lead to, like, healthy community optics. When I was part of the Magic the Gathering community, one of the things that I really pushed for at events was to have visible code of conduct and visible parts of the infraction procedure guide so that it never felt like you were just broadsided because you got penalized or something. Mm-hmm. Because then, it's not hidden information. It's not like a need-to-know thing. You just, it's literally everywhere. When you go to a Magic event, there is a poster, my height, that says Code of Conduct, and it's all the things you should do when you're at a Magic event. <sighs> I haven't seen shit like that at an Evo. Yeah. And so then when somebody says, oh, you did something wrong, then the community argues about whether or not it's actually morally correct or not, and then you got people drawing lines in the sand when it literally should just be as easy as no, don't do this, or yes, do that. Like, it shouldn't be hard. We're fucking adults, yeah. right? Like, 80% of the people who go to an FTC event are, like, 20 or older, right? Like, it shouldn't be this hard for a bunch of adults to just, like, agree to be decent human beings to each other. <sighs> I, I agree theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you just you just stated the problem with the world. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's hard to be a decent human being sometimes, but like it's not. But people just don't want to be easier for each other. Just like I'm not sure. It's a so little hard. bit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I I I hear you. Yeah. Man. Is there anything else that you like to say? Um. No, because I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the other guests will probably get to a, to a thing that I feel about because I agree a lot with Chris and Cuddle on a lot of things, so I'm pretty sure they'll touch on it. Because I know Cuddle probably has some things to say about black women and the FTC, right. so I'll definitely let that be the thing that she she's good at talking about it, so okay, I, I, I see the floor. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thanks a lot, Amanda. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, but before you go, though, no I mean, for sure. having me. Uh, before you go, I mean, uh, obviously, you're you're planning more transitional combats and and other events. Uh, any? Uh, would you like to plug any of that stuff as well? So uh, I will be announcing on Twitter tomorrow the opening of the transitional combat Discord. Uh, it'll serve two purposes: one to manage online tournaments because you need a space to do that, mm-hmm. but also it's going to be used as a vehicle for empowerment. What that means is that we're going to be having industry people come in giving seminars. We're going to have AMAs with pro players. We're going to have uh, workshops. So, like, Bracketology 101 is a workshop that we're working on right now. Uh, I've been talking to people like UIU Shen to do a a workshop on, like, how to market yourself as a freelancer. So it's not just going to be a server about fighting games. It's going to, you know, one of the things I have a big philosophy on is the way that you make a space better is you fill it with good people. And so if all of these diverse people are making the space better by being more active in it and feeling more empowered to be a part of it, I think that's how you cause real change to happen. 
That sounds sounds awesome. about right to me. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on here. So.